What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the SDR Podcast, otherwise known as the Start the Rebuild Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Fournier, alongside co-host Ian Mills. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just a quick reminder, make sure to follow us on all of our social medias, uh, Start Rebuild Pod on Twitter, Start underscore the underscore Rebuild on Instagram, or Tim.Fournier or Mills one on Instagram. Um, there, we'll kind of post updates, a uh, little bit of content, links to the content. If you can't find them on Spotify or, or our YouTube channel, um, Spotify, just look up Start the Rebuild Podcast, um, or just insert Ian or Tim, um, that'll pop up. Um, same thing on YouTube, Start Rebuild Pod, uh, either of our names, it should show up. Um, without further ado, right now we're going to be talking about the mid round picks that we liked um, from two to seven and overall draft classes that we really thought, uh, or teams that we really thought killed it in this draft. Yeah, so I think we're going to have. In the future, coming out in a little bit more draft content, but we thought we'd give a little bit of a general overview of the rest of the draft rounds two through seven with just some quick hits of some things we liked and some things we didn't like. So without further ado, Ian, I'll have you start with your first guy. All right, my first guy is Josh Jones, uh, University of Houston tackle um, going to the Cardinals. We talked about this in our previous video. We thought he was a first-round guy. We thought he was a first-round talent, and when the Cardinals didn't take a tackle with the eighth pick in the draft and with Isaiah Simmons instead. As much as I love Isaiah Simmons, I thought it was a bit questionable that they didn't go with helping out that offensive line. That's really bad. Still somehow got a, a first-round talent in the third round. Um, so, I mean, I loved him coming in as a first-round guy, and to get him in the third round is even better. Um, so, quick thought, uh, Cardinals killed it with this, with this pick. Yeah, for sure. I don't really know how he fell that far. It's kind of weird to me. So, our next guy... My guy, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota, going to the Buccaneers. Um, he's just a really smart player, great safety, great center fielder, playing in the box. He's an all-around great player. Uh, dad played in the NFL, uh, played for the Bills for a while in Vikings. Um, this is just awesome value in the second round. There's not much else to say. He's just an awesome player. Saw him play firsthand this year, this past year, um, and. Yeah, like I said, awesome value for the Bucks. I mean, he's the, he's the same size as his dad, but an extra 30 mm-hmm. pounds. Um, so Jake Fromm going to the Bills, expected to be a second-round guy. He was our fifth-ranked quarterback. Right? Yeah, I want to say he was our fifth-ranked quarterback coming He in. was four for us. I think you're right. I'm trying to think who was five. It doesn't really matter. Um, oh, no, you're right. You're right. He was five. Yeah, so, so he was our fifth-ranked quarterback coming in the draft. Falls to the fifth, fifth round of the Bills, and I like this for the Bills because, look, going into this season, they're in win-now mode. And the jury is definitely still out on Josh Allen. I'm a huge Josh Allen guy, but the jury's still out on him. Um, if they if they aren't winning, it's going to be because of gonna be because of Josh Allen. And I'm not saying Jake Fromm is the guy, but we talked about this previously. He's a game manager with the surroundings of, of you know, with every all the surroundings going really well for him, he can succeed. Um, and because of that, you know, I, I don't think it's a good idea to start him this season by any means, but, you know, he's a guy that falling down this low, whether or not you play him, teams will be intrigued because he was a second round talent um, later down the road. So, you know, just from A, from a value perspective and B, potentially, you know, you don't really have a backup quarterback. Matt Barkley struggled last year against the Jets. Um, 
overall, I think he could at some point be the starter if Josh Allen doesn't pan out, which I hope he does. But if he doesn't, you know, good backup. Just to clarify there, um, you and I agree that he's a second-round talent, but he did go in the fifth round, which was really weird to me. Uh, Jets took a guy from, I think, James Madison. No, it was a Florida, Florida International. Oh, yeah, wrong, wrong quarterback. Um, yeah. It was just really weird the to Cowboys, me. The Cowboys took the guy from James Yeah, Madison. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just really weird to me how far he fell. Um, complete opposite player than Josh Allen, too. He's more of that smart game manager play in structure, and Josh Allen's the rock and arm guy. Well, he plays um, like, kind of plays like Matt Barkley, to tell you the truth, Jake Clown. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw jokes on Twitter. I was talking about how the Bills drafted a QB mentor for Josh Allen. Yeah, I I hate – I know who you're talking about, Jeff Schwartz. Yeah. Biggest, Bills, biggest Bills hater in the history of the world. There's After a lot of Bills game, haters for no reason. I, I could get into how much I dislike Jeff Schwartz, but I won't do it. All right, all right. Next one. Uh, so here's another one of my guys, uh, Matt Peart from UConn, actually. Huge frame, uh, six foot seven. Uh, played really well this year at right tackle. He's a developmental guy, but I think the Giants got a really good pick here in the third round. Um, him and Andrew Thomas getting two tackles is really awesome. They have Nate Solder still, so uh, he won't start right away. But once Solder's contract is up, uh, I think Peart should uh, be able, if he develops correctly, to really step in right away and. They'll have a awesome tackle duo potentially for years to come. It's big for Daniel Jones' development if he still ends up being the guy, and obviously for Saquon. Um, this is actually this combination of Andrew Thomas and Matt Peart. That's why I was uh, looking a little bit on uh, betonline.com, seeing Saquon at plus 1,400, and he was like the eighth running back to have be the rushing leader. And I threw a couple dollars down on that. Maybe I'll hit little bit. Plus we'll, we'll see what happens there. Plus 1,400. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Derrick Henry was like plus, I want to say 600. Who and I was like, one? he was number one. Derrick Henry was oh, number okay. one. So I, was, I, I don't know. I saw that's that okay. take two tackles. They got Will Hernandez still. Kevin Zeitler. Um, they actually have a good alliance looking. And who knows? Saquon, yeah. let's run it up this year. Let uh, me some money. Jason Garrett as the OC, you never know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Next guy. I got J.K. Dobbins going to the Ravens. Love it. No Tim for Lovett. the Ravens. Yes, I, I the don't Ravens. love J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State, but yeah, I like the player. The Ravens, not the Buckeye, not the Buckeye. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously the Ravens' offense is rolls around running the ball. And Mark Ingram is a very good running back, but he is more of a power back. Um, and outside of that, obviously Lamar Jackson incredibly fast, but he's not a running back. Looking at running backs on that team, you kind of can't find that next guy um, who can really split the carries. Because at this point in the league, we're kind of looking at teams who have, um, you know, two two running backs, so you can spread the carries around, you know, protect their knees and all that. And I think Dobbins, the speed on this guy, he's kind of a a. Uh, a modern type of running back where he can catch the ball. And I mean, honestly, coming into the draft, he was pretty high up there for, for running back uh, values. Wasn't going to be a first round pick, obviously, 
But I like I like the Ravens getting aggressive, going with a running back here because the rest of the roster is relatively stable. Um, just building on that team or building on the offense where it's like maybe the only way we beat the Chiefs, Chiefs is if we score 50 and they score 49. So I don't I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, I mean with the Ravens, they have a pretty well-rounded roster. So I don't hate taking a running back earlier in the draft. Um, second round's not horrible. Um, and especially with a team like the Ravens with how much they run the ball, uh, I think to maximize that value, maybe it'll be smart to invest higher in a running back like this. Um, I saw him firsthand twice this year playing against Wisconsin. Um, I'm an equipment manager there, so being down on the field watching Ohio State twice, uh, he's an awesome player, and it was great battles between him and my next player, Jonathan Taylor. Um, so this guy, going to the Colts in the second round, I'm, I'll am i say it, I'm not the biggest believer in, you know, draft a running back highly in the first couple rounds because they're a dime a dozen, uh, running back positions dying, you don't want to pay them. But I'm just so excited to watch this guy play next year behind the Colts' offensive line. Uh, Chris Ballard, their GM, uh, went to Wisconsin. So I know he knows about how great of a guy Jonathan Taylor is and how great of a player he is. Um, Jonathan Taylor statistically probably had the greatest three-year stretch in college football history. Uh, He was the fastest to 6,000 yards. Uh, He averaged 2,000 yards a season three years in a row. Uh, He's just an absolutely awesome player. I can't wait to see him play on the Colts behind Quentin Nelson and that great offensive line now with Phillip Rivers. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome. I can't wait. He's got breakaway speed, too, at 225, 230. He's going to be a bowling ball going down the field. All right, so Antonio Gandy-Golden out of Liberty. This guy fell-ish in the draft to the Redskins. Um, I was kind of looking just as measurables. The dude's huge uh, and had put up really good stats in college. Really, the only concern for him was his 40-yard dash. But, I mean, I wanted the Bills to take him, unfortunately, to Gabriel Davis, who actually I do like as well. But um, Antonio Gandy-Golden here, I think it makes sense because you look at the Washington team, Washington offense, whatever, you know, Haskins, is he the guy or not? Or is Kyle Allen the guy or not? They probably assume not, but you have to give the guy a chance to see if he really is. And I think this is one of those red zone guys that almost every you know, young guy needs to have. A big target, just potentially just toss it up to him. Um, I like him just from a perspective of value and a fit for a team that uh, just needs to figure out whether their guy is, um, you know, whether or not their quarterback is the guy of the future. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a sleeper. My next guy, another Ravens draft pick, uh, Devin Duvernay out of Texas. Uh, he played a lot in the slot. He uh, played outside, too, uh, really fast. I think he ran 4.39 at the combine. So he's just adding to the track speed that the Ravens have, pairing up with, obviously, Lamar Jackson and then Marquise Brown, who's a speedster. Miles Boykin is also uh, – he ran like a 4.4. Uh, they're just absolutely building a track team. I thought he was awesome. He was at an awesome value in the third round. Uh, he's a good contested catch guy, too. He's really a good all-around receiver. 
I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he has maybe a little bit of like backfield potential too. It'd be interesting to see like running around on jet sweeps or I know uh, the Ravens offense is super creative, so I'm sure they could find a way to use him in different ways. Get him in the screen game too. Uh, like I said, I just think he was an awesome value. All right, so these are some players we, or rather, picks we don't love, as I don't love. Uh, with Jalen Hurts, I like him as a player. I like him as a prospect. He's a good guy and all that. Going this high in the draft, uh, 53rd overall to the Eagles, kind of confuses me for a couple of reasons. A, obviously, you know, the, the Eagles need a, need a backup quarterback, and obviously they value that in Nick Foles, and I understand that. But again, drafting Hurts this high is a bit of a head scratcher in my opinion um to go off of that as well it's i feel like you know their team the biggest needs they had was uh defensive backfield and receivers and they uh, got rager and Mar- trade for marquise Goodwin. in my eyes i thought they were gonna probably get tr- try to get trayvon Diggs in the second unfortunately he was taking two picks ahead of them and i think they were just kind of sitting there like now what do we do i think their their plan was to take a quarterback in this draft but probably not this high and I think it probably was a, they, in their minds, well, well Hertz is our guy. Um, let's just take him here. And my concern is, like, I don't think Hertz is an incredibly accurate quarterback. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to be a gadget guy. He's going to be a gadget guy. But you don't want your backup quarterback to be a gadget guy because if your starter gets hurt, then this guy already has a bunch of tread on his tires. So I, I know Doug Peterson is, you know, a guy to take risks and he's got – huge cojones and all that but I don't know to me it, it felt a like a reach and they kind of just settled here um again I don't think he's gonna be necessarily a bad player by any means but second round felt high to me yeah it's a little confusing still having Wentz there there's one team in the NFL that you know how important it is to have a backup quarterback it's definitely the Eagles um so it's kind of a little bit of a safety net obviously they won a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles. So I guess that's kind of the thought process there. Maybe if Hurts has a couple good preseason games, they can trade him and get some value out of him. I mean, they traded Sam Darnold for a first-round pick a couple years ago. Or Sam Bradford, sorry. Um, So, I mean, I guess I see the thought process there, but I feel like that maybe would have been smart if he fell to them in the third or something. The second was a little bit too high for me when you're – a contending team, you might be able to find someone that can help a little bit more yeah, contribute on a game to game basis. All right. My first guy is Logan Wilson, a linebacker from Wyoming, going to the Bengals in the third round. And I don't I don't necessarily have a huge problem with him as a player. I think he's fine. Pretty good on the run game. I guess he's alright in coverage. He's fine, he's whatever, he's a decent linebacker. But the reason I don't like this pick is because Josh Jones was still on the board in, at the top of the third round. Like, I don't know why the Bengals didn't look at him. I thought the Bengals might even take him in the first pick of the second round. But instead, they went Logan Wilson. Um, I think Joe Burrow would have benefited greatly from having a great pass protector like Josh Jones. And I think that would have helped the team out a lot more than Logan Wilson. I know there's always the... The Bengals have, been, have had linebacker problems for it seems like their entire existence. So I guess they're feeling the need there, but 
I just think Josh Jones would have been much more valuable to this team. Yeah, a bit of a missed opportunity, I would say there. Yeah. Okay, this this is for me, this is one of the worst picks in the draft. And I know you know you trust Bill Belichick. Yeah, what do you mean? It's Bill, you can't question anything he does. Exactly right. You know, you can't question the dog. Uh, you know, that was the the, the picture. Maybe this is his quarterback for this year. Yeah, you never know. So, dress, yeah. Justin Rowasser, kicker out of Marshall, wasn't even the best kicker in the draft considered. Uh, taken in the fifth round behind before, mind you, Jake Fromm, Jake Gluten, Cole McDonald, Ben DiNucci, Tommy Stevens, and Nate Stanley. So, what six quarterbacks were taken after him, and Jake Fromm was taken like 10 picks after him. Okay, so you're taking a kicker in the fifth round. A, kickers typically who you draft don't pan out. It's it's a hit or miss, whatever. You can say the same thing about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, again, are a much more important position than kicker, especially when you're starter and that was Jared Sidham, who's about as improved as you can get. That being said, Belichick says after the draft that we were planning on taking a quarterback. They just didn't fall to us. Jake Fromm was there. I'm not even saying Jake Fromm is an incredible quarterback. You know, I talked about how I did like him going to the Bills. I would have liked Jake from going to the Patriots, too. Um, uh, and then furthermore, this Roboster guy, he's a kicker, and he has apparently character issues. The dude has, like, a hate symbol tattooed on him. Apparently yeah, he saw it, too. It's, why, okay, first off, it's just the entire thing is, unless he's, unless he's like, Justin Tucker level of good, it's probably not going to be worth it. Um, yeah, not saying I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying like Jake Fromm is going to pan out. I'm not even saying this guy's going to be a horrible kicker. Although he wasn't the best round kicker, and although a fifth round pick is a reach for him, it's just like you could have gotten so much better for him. And also, a, a character character issued kicker is about as baffling as you can get. I don't know, man. Maybe Bill's just a mastermind, and it's just going to be the ultimate fu to Tom Brady, and he's going to just put this guy in QB. In a QB and just say I can win with anybody. Yeah, trust. Maybe that's husky. maybe that's the ultimate plan. Trust in the husky. Or he's just absolutely gonna tank this year and tank for Trevor, which Colin Coward is convinced is going to happen. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. The next guy I have Cam Akers. I don't necessarily hate him as a player. I wasn't super high on him. I know he had kind of a rough team around him at Florida State with a really bad all-line, and he was like, I think he was the number one running back in his high school recruiting class. But the Rams taking him in the second round, the Rams have such, like, a tight cap problems that taking a running back as your first pick um, in the draft, it's in the second round, but it's their first pick, not taking a more valuable position of need where you save yourself some money down the road. I think that was just a really mind-boggling pick. Um, and I don't even think he was the best running back on the board. Like, Zach Moss was still there, still there who the Bills ended up taking, who I really like. Yeah. Um, I forgot he was still on the board, but this just seemed... J.K. Like, Dobbins was still on the board? J.K. Dobbins was still on the board? I, don't, I just did not understand this pick whatsoever from the perspective of I didn't love him as a player. I didn't think he was the best player on the board at, at his position. And I think it's going to hurt them down the line in the future. It's not even like, I don't know if this did not make any sense to me personally. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with that. My actually, my next pick is a very similar, uh, same position, similar value. Uh, in AJ Dillon going to the Packers. First off, doesn't make sense that the Packers went running back when they have Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and really don't have any. I mean, they have you know uh, uh, some receivers, but really outside of Devonte Adams, they're pretty barren um, with pass catchers. Uh, and you know, we discussed, you know, you, you kind of in this win. You want to be in this win now mode. And if you want to take Jordan Love, that's fine. I actually like Jordan Love going in the first. But outside of that, you have to realize, well, we're still a team that went to the NFC Championship game. We can still win games. And not that A.J. Dillon, you know, is is horrible. I don't think he's a great prospect. I mean, especially when, Zach, again, you're just talking to Zach Moss is still on the board. I think Zach Moss is better than him. And you can even wait and get Michael P. Ryan in the fourth uh, that went to the Jets, who I think is at least a comparable talent. Um, it's just, you know, if it's, you know, Denzel Mims was picked right before this. Um, if I'm looking right now, receivers that were available, uh, Antonio Gibson, Lynn Bowden, Gabriel Davis. I mean, Denzel Mims was taking three picks before this. There, there were valuable receivers on the board at this point. Um, Devin so Duvernay still there? Yeah, to go running back. Yeah, I missed that one. To go running back here is head scratching to me, uh, especially when you have two starting worthy running backs with you know maybe one starting receiver. Yeah, not only is he at a position that is not highly valued, he's at a position that they don't need. He was picked. He's wasn't the best running back on the board. It was way too high to take this player. You could have gotten him later in the draft. You need to help your Hall of Fame quarterback. And, like, that fan base was already split from taking Jordan Love in the first round. But at least you could have salvaged it by then trying to help Aaron Rodgers out later on through the draft. And this is what you come back with with your next pick. It was just... It was just disgusting, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I know you got, like, they uh, the 49ers ran the ball all over you in the NFC Championship. And um, I guess, like, they could be trying to emulate um, what Kyle Shanahan does in the run game. And that's why they also got drafted a guy in the third round who they're thinking is going to be, like, their Kyle Juszczyk fullback guy. Um, but this... Was, I this did not make any sense to me. Yeah, speaking of the speaking of the Niners, where Matt Breda got traded? Where again? Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this would this did not make any sense to me. The whole draft. The whole draft was kind of for the Packers. Was just I don't even know what they're doing. I liked I liked the love pick, but after that, it was just they just threw it in the garbage. Um. So then my last guy that or my last pick that I wasn't a big fan of is Cole Komet from Notre Dame going to the Bears with their first pick of the draft which was in the second round um I will say that they had another second round pick and they picked Jalen Johnson the cornerback from Utah who I do really really like so I loved that pick but this pick was kind of weird to me they already had nine tight ends on the roster and this makes it 10 which is ridiculous I think this was a horrible tight end class to begin with. I guess Cole Komet is like a decent player. I could see him carving out a decent role on the Bears. But to take him that highly for a player that I don't really love, uh, 
that just puts you straight in the dislike pile for me. I don't know. I think there was much more valuable players left on. Don't disagree me. You just traded for Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, you have Adam Shaheen on the roster. It is. It is. I mean, they just cut. Um, who was it? Trey Burton that they cut. But still, I mean, there's bigger problems with that roster than tight end. Yeah, I I just didn't see this pick at all to me. All right, so next we are getting into teams, two teams that we think had potentially the best drafts. So I'll let Ian start with the Broncos. Right, so the Denver Broncos coming into this season, they were they went seven and nine last year. Um, chances of them winning the division this year probably something wrong, but they're playing against you know Pat Mahomes uh, twice a year, and that Chiefs offense is scores a lot. And you know the only way a lot of people are thinking the only way you can really beat the Chiefs right now is to outscore them. Um, and Drew Locke showed enough flash last year in the limited uh, games he did play to, you know, think that maybe, oh, maybe he is the guy. Um, and, you know, Cortland Sutton is a good good receiver. Um, no offense, a good tight end, but, you know, it's not really enough. And Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, I think, are very good as well. Um, although Melvin Gordon, I don't love going there. But, you know, the more talent, the better, I guess. For them to go with Jerry Duty in the first, I thought that was a great idea. Pairing with Court and Sutton, you get two really good receivers. Um, Jerry Duty, potentially the best receiver in the draft, going at 15. A, that's a steal. Uh, thanks to your in-division rival going with Ruggs at 12. Then, in the second round, you come back and go K.J. Hamler, who I love. K.J. Hamler is an incredibly fast guy out of Penn State, who in my mind was one of the better receivers um, out of that, like, you know, second round echelon where it was, like, just kind of depth guys. I think K.J. Hamler um, goes into the slot, you know, just a fast guy to pair with Judy. I mean, Judy can kind of move around too, but, you know, to get just give Drew Locke, Drew Locke as much, um, as much, you know, as many weapons as you possibly can. I thought that was a great idea. Um, <laughs> losing Chris Harris Jr. Um, and to go to Michael Oja Mudia um, in the – Iowa. What's that? From Iowa. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cornerback uh, in the third round. I thought, you know, just a depth pick. I don't mind it. I mean, I, I am not in love with him by any means, but it was a filled a need to go down. He's got, he's got the tools to be a good player. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know much about him, but, I mean, I, I think, you know, it is a position filled um, that is necessary. Roy Cushenberry, center at LSU, um, played with Joe Burrow last year. I mean, you know, offensive line can never really go wrong with that. And down the stretch, I think that it made some really good decisions. Another receiver drafted in the seventh round, Tyree Cleveland. Um, one concern I did have for them, the really the only thing that you can really fault them in is they didn't go with tackle. They did go with a guard and with a center, went kind of in, in interior offensive line um, when they might have needed a little outside of the ends of outside of a, uh, sorry outer offensive line. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. John Elway has shown that he isn't the best drafter in the world. Um, although Drew Locke last year seems to be the right pick over Haskins. Uh, it's probably too early to tell, but it seems that way right now. Again, this is probably John Elway's best draft so far. Out of his entire draft and six, I want to say six seasons, he has one Pro Bowl, dra- one Pro Bowl player drafted. So the guy hasn't had much success. Um, but I see this and I think... I mean, you're giving the guy you, you drafted last year enough to build around. Yeah. 
Um, just uh, a few of those picks you talked about. Um, they also got a uh, really good ath- or He's a really athletic tight end in Albert Alquagbanam from Missouri. Uh, Albert O, I'll just call him. He is a really good athlete. I think he could maybe have a role behind Noah Fant. Um, and in the sixth round, they got Natane Muti from Fresno State, who is an absolute road grader. Um, you can look him up on Twitter. Uh, PFF tweeted it out, and they one of the guys from PFF, and they called it O-line porn because he just absolutely dominates. And it is so much fun to watch him. I've never seen an offensive lineman have so many legitimate highlights where he's just absolutely tossing people around. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. He fell a lot because of injury concerns, but if you can get on the field, that's great for him. And he can really help the Broncos out, I think. Um, But overall, the Broncos are really building a solid core around Drew Locke. And from this podcast going forward, you might hear some Broncos playoff hype. Who knows? And now with our second team, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think they had an absolutely awesome draft. So in the first round, C.D. Lamb falls right into their laps, and they get arguably the best receiver in the draft by many people's accounts. Uh, I think he's an awesome player. I think this puts maybe Amari Cooper. Maybe he can play in the slot a little bit more. I think he's awesome there because he – create so much separation that that'll really help Dak out too, I think. Um, and then uh, I talked about this in the last episode that their two of their corners and their top two safeties are all on a one-year contract. So they really, really, really need needed to refill in the secondary. So in the second round, they picked Trayvon Diggs, who is a really good corner out of uh, Alabama, who um, is a good athlete. He can play in press zone. Uh, He fits the Cowboys scheme perfectly, and a lot of people even had them looking at him at 17 in the first round. So they got an absolute steal there. And in the third round, they got Neville Gallimore, a defensive tackle from Oklahoma, and he is a really good athlete. Um, Once he figures it out, I think he'll be a really good player. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, He kind of gets bust through the line and has no idea where he's going, but I think learning behind Gerald McCoy that they signed now, uh, he can be a really uh, big impact player in the future. They also traded up with the Eagles and drafted Wisconsin offensive lineman Tyler Biotish, who is now going to be replacing Travis Frederick, uh, another former Wisconsin Badger center. And I think this was just perfect value. Um, before this year started, this past college season, he was like fringe first round pick. And I think he fell farther in this draft than people were expecting. And he's just an all around good player. I don't think it's fair to see it to say that he's going to, you know, live up to Travis Frederick being one of the best centers in the NFL. But I think he'll come in day one and be a really good replacement. And then... Uh, the last pick uh, that I really liked from them was Bradley and I from Utah. I think he's just a solid edge rusher, uh, replace Robert Quinn, uh, and just be a high floor guy that I think that can come in and help this team out. Um, overall, I think after having a really underwhelming draft last year, 
this year, Jerry Jones from his private yacht, uh, absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah, from his from his spaceship where he just was constantly fighting with his kids for some reason. I think yeah. he did a good job. Uh, Bradley and, a, and I um, projected to go you know, probably about fifty picks higher dropping. I, I like yeah. that. And then they just found amazing value with almost every pick they had. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's it's. I feel like every year we look at the Cowboys and it's like, oh, they have top five position in every every um, every uh, position, or yeah, top five value in every position. But it's like, well, they don't have much depth at all. Like they have really outside of their starters, they have no much. And I, I like this, especially with Byron Jones leaving. One thing I wish they could have gone with safety, um, Jeff Heath. I don't know how much I'm believing, but. Uh, he's he's gone now, but yeah, I was gonna say I thought so. Yeah, they signed uh, uh, Haha Clinton Dix, but I think he's on a one-year contract. Yeah, and That's so is Xavier Woods. So they really need that for like you're yeah, saying. Yeah, safety I would have liked to have seen. Um, but yeah, I mean with the with the pretty much outside of their last pick and Ben Dinucci, who's just gonna probably be a practice squad quarterback, uh, and then CD Lamb, they went defense, which I liked because their their offense for the most part was relatively stacked, uh, comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really well-rounded roster, and I think they just really bolstered it. And they got some needs, they got some depth, and like I said before, it's just awesome value with almost every pick. Yeah. All right, so that was kind of a brief overview of some things we liked and disliked uh, with the rest of the draft. Um, I think we'll have some more draft content coming out and getting into more specifics with some other teams. Um, but that's all we have for today. Hey, all right, so. see you guys.